I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today for our Winning Side broadcast. It is Tuesday, March the 30th, and uh, we're so thankful that you would join us today. Another beautiful day, and uh, we are looking forward to a great service tomorrow night, our prayer meeting, Bible study, and you know what I'm going to say next. We are fired up about Easter Sunday, and uh, I probably sound like a broken record, but I don't want anybody to miss Easter Sunday. If your church is not meeting, I'd encourage you to come and join us. We have our drive-in service at 9. Our service in the building is at 11. Uh, Tune in online, uh, on the radio, but you can't miss Easter Sunday. Uh, There is nothing more important uh, than church on Sunday, every Sunday, uh, but especially Easter. You can't miss Easter. We celebrate uh, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so I hope you be in prayer for a great day on Sunday. Happy birthday today to Tim Babb, and then happy anniversary today to Ricky and Ladorn Bradley. I hope you folks have a wonderful day, and uh, I hope that uh, you have a, a long celebration of your birthday and anniversary. I said it on Sunday, but uh, really it's not just a birthday uh, anymore. It's like a birth week, you know, you've got cake and ice cream and, and parties and celebrations and all diets are off, of course. And so I hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, we're talking about this week, we're in the book of Daniel, but we've been talking about uh, yesterday and we talked a lot on Sunday about this, but we've been talking about the cross. Of course, uh, Sunday was Palm Sunday and it was the day that Jesus rode into Jerusalem uh, knowing that he would go to the cross. And uh, we've been talking about the price that Jesus paid for us. Yesterday we heard the song, uh, Faithful to the Cross. And today I want you to hear this song, It's Still the Cross. And uh, I hope we never get over what Jesus did for us on the cross. And I'm thankful that the cross is what made the difference uh, for your life and for my life. The fact that we can even sing about or talk about being saved is all because of the cross where Jesus gave his life and paid the price for our sin. You listen uh, to this great song, It's Still the Cross. It's not conservative or liberal, however they're defined. It's not about interpretation or the judgment of the mind. It's the opposite of politics, power or prestige. It's about a simple message. And whether we believe it's still the cross, it's still the blood of Calvary that cleanses sin and sets the captive free. It's still the name, the name of Jesus that has power to save the lost. 
some may water down theology and preach a word to suit our needs. Some may justify sweet subtle lies that are wrapped in noble deeds. Some may alter their convictions to adapt to social wills, but they cannot change the gospel or the truth contained within it. Still the Blood of Calvary that cleanses sin and sets the captive free. It's still the name, the name of Jesus that has power to save the lost. It's still the cross, though some may say it's man's religion. sets us free it's still the cross still the blood of Calvary that cleanses sin and sets the captive free it's still the name the name of Jesus that has power to save the lost it's still the cross Jesus for the cross. Thank you for giving your life on that cross. I like that verse in Galatians 2.20 where Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm glad that Jesus gave himself on that old rugged cross for you and for me. And uh, I'm thankful for that great song. We're in Daniel chapter 7. We've been talking about, we started last Friday and then yesterday we continued. We're talking about the beasts in Daniel chapter 7. This is prophecy. Daniel writes in the first year of Belshazzar, uh, who was king of Babylon, and he writes from the vision that God gave him about uh, the lion with the wings of an eagle. That was the first beast. The second beast, we said, uh, was the bear that was raised up on its side with three ribs between its teeth, and that represented the medial Persian Empire that was still to come in Daniel's day, but yet God gave him that prophecy. And now the third beast, we'll see, we looked at it a little bit yesterday, is the leopard with four wings and four heads. Now, that beast represented Alexander the Great and the Grecian Empire. And when Alexander the Great, when he passed off the scene, his kingdom was not given to his sons. Uh, and there's another story about why that didn't happen. But it was divided amongst his four generals. And so that's why there were four heads and four wings uh, for this beast that represented the coming uh, Grecian Empire. But then we look at today, we look at the beast with ten horns. It's found in verse number seven. And it's interesting because the first one is a lion, and the next one is a bear, and the next one is a leopard. And this beast is so terrible 
that Daniel says, I can't even describe it. I can't even uh, assign a name to this one. This beast was awful. It was terrible. And it says in verse number seven, after this, I saw in the night visions and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly. And it had great iron teeth. It devoured and it broke in pieces and it stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it. And it had 10 horns. Now, before you start to panic, I want to tell you something about this beast. You know what's so wild is that God is giving Daniel this prophecy. And hundreds of years before this beast ever showed up, God already knew. You know why God already knew? Because he is eternal. He is everlasting. Uh, he is overall. Uh, he oversees the affairs of men. He's in control. Nothing catches God by surprise. I was reading some news yesterday. I don't read a lot of news, but I was reading some news and everybody's panicking about this thing and that thing and the other thing. Well, I got news for you. Uh, there's always going to be fear in this world because Satan wants you to be fearful. Uh, Satan wants to spread panic and he wants to spread fear. But you know what God says in his word over and over and over again? Fear not. You know why? Because when God is in control, you do not have to fear. Everything is going to be okay. Everything's all right in my father's house. You know why? Because God is sovereign. And so although this beast seems scary, God already knew this beast was coming. God already knew that this nation was coming. And this beast with 10 horns represents and refers to the coming of the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire was in power at the time of Christ. Uh, the Roman Empire was in power at the time of the early church. And of course, it was uh, the Apostle Paul uh, who uh, said, I'll, I'll appeal to Caesar uh, there in Rome. And of course, that particular uh, leader was Nero. And, and the Apostle Paul lost his life. And the, the Roman Empire persecuted Christians. Uh, the Roman Empire was in power when Jesus himself was crucified. But can I tell you, this was all part of God's plan. It, it didn't catch God by surprise. This Roman Empire became the largest empire ever. After the Babylonian Empire and the Medial Persian and the Grecian, the next empire that came to power was the Roman Empire. This empire was uh, terrifying. It was very powerful. Uh, it had 10 horns. Well, we see later in this chapter that th those 10 horns referred to 10 kings or 10 kingdoms. And those 10 kingdoms we will find, and we'll see it also in the book of Revelation, those are powers and those are kings that will come to power from the revived or the revised Roman Empire. Remember, we saw back in Daniel chapter 2 that statue, the head of gold and the arms and uh, chest of silver and the abdomen of brass and the legs and feet of iron and clay. Well, it was the rock that came and, 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 and destroyed uh, those feet and it destroyed the entire statue. Well, the Roman Empire was never conquered by an outside source. The Roman Empire, literally, it, it, it uh, fell apart from the inside out. It destroyed itself. And so the Roman Empire will be revived. It will be revised and there will be an antichrist 
the Antichrist who will come to power over the region of the Roman Empire. This passage goes on to say in Daniel chapter 7 in verse number 8, I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots, and behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of man and a mouth speaking great things. Well, we find in the New Testament that that's exactly what the Antichrist will do. The Antichrist will speak great things and the Antichrist will be empowered by Satan himself. It says in verse number nine, and I beheld till the thrones were cast down. Aren't you glad for that? The thrones of all the kings of all time are going to be cast down. And it says, and uh, the ancient of days did sit. You know why God is referred to as the ancient of days? It's not because he's old. It's not because he's weak. It's not because he is incapable of doing things. He's called the ancient of days because he always has been and he always will be. And his garment was white as snow and the hair of his head was like the pure wool. His throne, oh, I like this, not like the thrones that were cast down, but his throne was like the fiery flame and his wheels as burning fire. And a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. The book of Revelation describes from the throne, there comes thunder and there comes lightning and it describes the greatness of the power of God. And this fiery stream issued and came forth from before him and thousand thousands ministered unto him. Now, I'm not real good with math, but a thousand thousand, that's a million, right? And then it says, and 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. 10,000 times 10,000, I think that's a hundred million. And they stood before him. And can I tell you, uh, the, the hosts of the angels and the, uh, the angelic uh, choirs and the angelic ar armies and, and, and all of these multitudes are gathered before him, ministering unto him, serving him. And it says the judgment was set and the books were open. You know why the judgment was set? Because God is the great judge. And there will be a great white throne judgment where every person who has ever died without Christ, who has rejected salvation, they will stand before that great white throne judgment. And the Bible says in Revelation 20 that at, at that time the books will be opened. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. We'll see as we continue in Daniel chapter 7, uh, we'll see what's going to happen to the Antichrist, the little horn that comes out of the revived Roman Empire. We'll see what happens to uh, that false prophet. We'll see what happens uh, to that dragon, Satan, who during the, uh, the, the end times will come to power and will try to fight against Almighty God. We'll see what's going to happen. But I got good news for you. The Ancient of Days the King of kings and Lord of lords will not relinquish his throne. He will continue and he will rule for all of the ages. 
And you say, but what about what's going on right now? Do you think that God, the creator of the universe, do you think he's nervous? Do you think he's worried? Do you think things are out of his control? I got news for you. God's not losing any sleep. God is still on the throne and he is still in control. And I'm thankful for the prophecy that Daniel gives us to tell us about the Babylonian Empire and the Medial Persian and the Grecian and the Roman Empire and then even the Antichrist that comes to power. But yet our God is greater and our God is able to overcome all of the powers and all of the forces of Satan because our God is greater and his power is uh, unlimited. His power is almighty and his throne will last forever. I hope that'll help you today to live on the winning side, remembering who is still on the throne and who is still in control. Thank you for listening today. We'll be back tomorrow and we'll continue our series here in Daniel chapter seven. Have a great day. God bless you. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.